welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Voodoo Rumor Tower, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papanuda, Papanuda.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman Ali of theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, John St. Germain of johnstgermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee, bringing us Troublesome Neighbors and Coworkers Part 2. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and calls into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's get up with our co-host. Miss Cat and Conjurman Ali. Miss Cat. Hi, Papa Newt. Well, I want to welcome everyone back, both listeners and participants, from our two-week break and vacation for the holidays. I hope you had happy holidays, Papa Newt. I did. I did. The weather held up, so I got to spend time with the family. It was wonderful. Oh, that's great. Well, we had a lovely holiday, and um, <clears throat> I guess about six different kinds of holidays. I'm kind of eclectic when it comes to holidays. But um, we we had our 20th wedding anniversary amidst and amongst the holidays. So this was a special year for Indeed. us. And, um, yeah, so we we celebrated every possible way and got many treats on many days. <laughs> We're back home barely barely uh, well into the cleaning of the shop and I want to give a big shout out to everybody who's been working on the cleaning the shop. It's too big a space, too complicated and too complex to clean it all on one day. So we work at it a little bit every day until it's done from back to front, top to bottom, and I want to give a special shout out to Leslie and Nicole, Althea, Yose, Eileen, Heidi, Summer, Ernie, and and am I missing someone? I probably am. Um, But in any case, everybody who, oh, Jenna, of course, dear little Jenna, and everybody's been pitching in and working very hard um, to get the place cleaned up, working in shifts, working in teams. We only do this once a year, and we end up dusting all of the powders off of everything, all of the herb dust. Everything is dusted away, cleaned, and the shop is beautiful. Now, Shiva has been helping. I've been running my finger over dusty areas sort of gently. <laughs> That's about it for me. Yeah. Are you wearing a white glove when you do it? I am I am wearing just my normal skin. My skin is fine enough to pick up the finest dust. Anyway, um so thanks to all who've been helping. We've been having a tremendous number of walk-in clients. I I've said this before. I think every year we have more walk-in clients and today 
We had some guests who came in all the way from Milpitas, California, and um, which was at one time Nagashiva's home. And we just had a lovely conversation. They they do metal detecting, treasure hunting, and dowsing treasure hunting. And so mm-hmm. we talked about dowsing. It was a lovely uh, get-together. Almost made me late for the radio show. So uh, yeah. let me say hello to um, my co-host here, Conjurman Ali. Um, how did you spend your winter vacation? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, Uh-oh. no Conjurman Ali. Oh, oh no, he he's hello, hello. There he is. There, he is. Okay. there we are. <laughs> I was speaking. I don't. I think I was on some type of mute. Um, ah. uh, but I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing well. Uh, nice to chat with all of you. It's been, it was a nice couple weeks off. Mostly, I've been uh, huddled in, <laughs> trying to avoid uh, unseasonably cold and rainy weather. But it was a fun time hanging out with the family and friends. And then the past week has really been just me trying to catch up on anything that, I, that I've that i been missing out on uh, during the kind of school time period when I teach, so fall semester. So I, it's mostly me just playing catch up, catching up on emails, uh, projects that I need to finish, writing deadlines that need to be done. So this past, it was a nice break the week before, like actual Christmas time. But as New Year's came about, a little bit of uh, trying to catch up with deadlines. Oh yeah, tell me about deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, tell you. I do have I do have one thing more to say about this. I'm I'm known as the woman of a thousand deadlines, and um, <laughs> and I uh, I've just set myself a couple more. I am working on a a complete revision of our catalog pages for the Lucky Mojo. You won't see anything for a while, but we are coding up a storm, and these will be online when we get sections done. I'm also, at the same time as part of this program of um, coding, going into the Lucky Mojo Forum. I'm going to take a moment to talk about that. Lucky Mojo Forum is where you can go to get answers to questions about situations and conditions like am I cursed or how can I find love Mm -hmm. or where do I get a good job. And you can also find answers to questions about how do I use confusion oil or what's the difference between compelling and controlling or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And um, over the years, and this forum has been going since December 2008, um, over the years, we thought we had a thread in the forum for every product that we made. You know, compelling bath crystals, questions and answers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, compelling incense powders, questions and answers. It turns out, as I started comparing the coding for the catalog with the coding of the forum, we don't. And so those of you who follow the Lucky Mojo forum, if you check in, you're going to see big clusters of new forum threads, mostly in big bunches of a certain letter of the alphabet. Um, It's going to go on for about six months, if I'm not mistaken. This is a big project. But there are, actually it turns out there are hundreds of products that we never had a thread about. And so I'm starting all those threads. And I also found that some of the threads had lain dormant. 
um, you know, since 2012, and things have changed. The prices have changed. The, the uh, specials, whatever, has all changed. So I'm revising all of that. So that's it. <laughs> another <laughs> another couple of horrible deadlines that I have to make, and um, and I have imposed upon myself. I don't think I could live without a lot of deadlines. All righty. Well, we are doing something we don't always do. We're coming back with a part two of a show we had a while back. And maybe someone can remind me the date that we had the first part of this. It would be nice to have that date in the chat room so people can go find the first part. But the, it, this is on um, Troublesome Neighbors. Ah, it was December 1st, 2019. Mm. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Nagashiba. And this is about... Um, Troublesome Neighbors and Coworkers, and we're now on Part 2. And I don't know if we're going to wrap it up in Part 2. we got lots to go here. But I want to bring in our uh, special guest, Reverend Dr. John St. Germain of Divine Harmony Spiritual Church in Knoxville. Hi, John. Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome, Thanks for welcome. having me come back. <laughs> Thanks for having <laughs> me back. I'm really happy to be here. Um I really am. It's great to see you guys again. Uh, see you in spirit, anyway. Hey. And how are things in Knoxville? Oh, things are good here. You know, we've had a lot of rain. Um, we have weather that has ranged from 70 degrees to 17 degrees. So, uh, typical for Knoxville. Typical for Knoxville. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a very oh. unpredictable part of the country. We live in a river valley, you know, so these cold fronts come in. Cold uh, air sinks, right? So it gets in the river mm-hmm. valley. It comes across and goes, hey, I'm going to stay here for a while, and then it gets blown out, and then warm air comes in, very humid, and sinks in. You know, we're kind of like a uh, um, a sinkhole for these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Well, I'll tell you that uh, a couple of weeks ago, I started getting really tired, and I thought, well, maybe I'm working too much, and my joints hurt, and uh, uh, very sharp pains. And um, then uh, started getting pounding headaches. My wife said, I made a doctor's appointment for you. So I said, oh, okay. And I went in and uh, tested positive for both flu and strep. And, oh, uh, no. Oh, yes. And it was a uh, well-advanced strep, too. It, apparently, it's why my joints hurt. And the doctor said, well, you know, um, you have a heart condition, and that's serious when you have strep. And you have diabetes, and that's serious when you have strep. And you have... Uh, other problems, and that's serious when you have strep. So I'm going to put you on some very strong antibiotics. And so I'm four, uh, day four and five days of these antibiotics. And uh, so I feel a lot better. My voice was going too, and uh, I had stuff in my ears. And apparently, just about every, uh, I was I was like a a petri dish, walk, a walking petri dish. So, uh, oh, poor baby. <laughs> well, well, uh, well. You you got up off your sick bed and came here to be on the show with us. At least we're not going to catch your cough. That's the good thing. Yes, uh, that's the good thing. And uh, I, I can't commune over the air. But but truly, after three days on antibiotics, you're not uh, contagious anymore. So yeah, um, good. I, I can't I can't anyway. But um, good. I, I was telling I was telling my clients. I said I'm going to be very slow. I said I'm I'm still working, but it's slow. And most of them are very mm-hmm. compassionate. But you know you have those clients that mm-hmm. say, Oh, I'm really sorry you're sick, but can you get to my work tomorrow <laughs> yeah right. and right. i told my wife i said i, I had this know vision on my oh you know that one yeah 
they'll be on mm-hmm. my deathbed, and uh, they'll make an announce. My family will make an announcement on whatever Facebook analog they have in the future. Mm-hmm. It says, "Well, John is dying, you know, so y'all pray for his uh, speedy uh, passage into spirit, into the bardo." And there'll be people that will call and say, "Well, do you think he can stay alive long enough to just answer a couple <laughs> of questions?" <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. That, that is truth. Well, let's, we got to get to our topic. Yeah, well, you would. Okay. We got to get to our topic because we're gonna we're gonna run out of time, and then we're gonna have to go to a part three. So, oh gosh. We, <laughs> we don't want to do that. So, what <laughs> we're gonna talk about today is spells to deal with troublesome neighbors, and I'm going to just mm. um, kind of recap a little bit of where we started from, and and the the usual thoughts on this. There are many ways to get rid of troublesome neighbors and coworkers. Number one way, the least often employed way, is to sweeten them up and befriend them and have them be um, very submissive, humble, and friendly people in your presence. Most people right, don't yes. think of that as number one, but that's number one. Number two is to uh, drive them away. In other words, cause them to leave, hot flip them, make them go away. Number three is to cause grievous harm to them. If they own their own home, they sometimes won't leave, and some people will resort to um, causing harm to them. Now, if they were coworkers, you're not going to kill them, but you might have them get caught as a thief, for instance, and then get fired. And so you are kind of moving them in a bad direction, not just like I'm going to get another job in Memphis, but oh gosh, all of this stuff came down and now I've been accused of this and now jail looms. So there's degrees of harm that you can cause a person that are, and mm-hmm. when you go into that area, you ought to be justified. So I've laid out the yes. three different methods. Most people are going to work with method number two, which is to move people away. Um, there's a, there's yes. a fourth technique that you can employ with all of these, except the first, and that is, well, you can with the first. It's called protection. You can protect yourself while you are sweetening them, and if you protect yourself too much, they won't approach you. You've put up a wall. If you're hot-footing them, you will want to protect yourself, and definitely if you're causing them harm, whether bodily harm, psychological harm, career harm, you're going to want to protect yourself. Okay, that's my introduction. Take it away, John. Well, you know, there's another uh, problem that we didn't cover. Um I just want to briefly touch on it. Uh, neighbors who have bad dogs. Um, oh, my and gosh. This, yeah, um, yeah. And, um, you know, they have mean dogs that sometimes get out mm-hmm. and, or they uh, get, out, get out of the yard. And uh, uh, we use Psalm 58, right, to defend ourselves mm-hmm. against vicious dogs. And mm-hmm. um, um, the use of Psalm 58 and the part. Uh, Psalm 58 is, uh, right, break their teeth, O God, in their mouth, break out the great teeth of the young lions, O Lord, let them melt away as waters, etc. Um, and um, uh, so we uh, we uh, use this, and I'll, I'll tell you that the way I was taught, and I don't know if this is traditional, is to urinate on the dog as you, as you yell out and recite Psalm 58. And well, this, runs, this runs the dog <laughs> off. It helps if you have a little urine pointer. It's traditional yes. with people who are born with those little urine pointers. A sprinkler, people, yes. A sprinkler. Yeah, this whole system. People not born with a urine pointer 
find it a little more difficult because they have to kind of ride on top of the dog, and that's a little more difficult. Just saying. You might need a container and uh, war water. You mean, there's these, no, there's these little plastic urine direction things, you know, women mm-hmm. use sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I think, but urinating on the dog's path, now that's a real old one. Yes. And urinating yes. at the borders of the property. Um, yeah. I, I uh, had a, a stepfather came from the Midwest, not notably influenced by hoodoo or root work or conjure or even by Scottish-Irish folk magic. He was half Jewish. I don't know where he learned it, but when we moved into a place where there were dogs next door, he went around and peed the whole territory, the whole fence on his side, and then sprinkled red hot cayenne pepper down the, the pee line. And I said, mm-hmm. what you doing? And he goes, that'll keep them dogs off. That's that's what they taught him in Chicago, I mm. think. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just a problem. You know, some neighbors do it on purpose. You know, they'll mm-hmm. set the dogs loose. and they'll, they'll Because uh, big dogs mm-hmm. will kill little dogs and uh, cats mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and lots of things like that. So that was a problem we did not touch upon. And uh, mm-hmm. I was well, reminded of Ali, it. Uh, let's, well, let's ask Contranali, do you have any ways of keeping off unwanted dogs. Yeah, I mean I'm not urinating on do- <laughs> dogs, but I I, I am uh, there are ways of keeping dogs off of your property uh or more importantly uh keeping them quiet. I prefer uh a different approach with animals. I tend to be far gentler with animals than I am with humans. Uh, and that's just because mm-hmm. of of who I am. You know, a dog doesn't have too much control uh, over themselves, whereas humans are, you know, vicious beasts. Mm-hmm. So for me, I tend to do mm-hmm. uh, something slightly different in that uh, I will make um, uh, little doggy treats that I will pray over. Um, and what mm-hmm. that does is that brings the spirit of the dog um, a little bit under my influence. Uh, the other thing that I, that I highly recommend is <clears throat> taking commanding oil rubbing it on your hand, and then petting the dog very lightly, not getting too much oil on the dog itself. But dogs respond very, very well to commanding oil. Um, I think it's Mm. a combination of the essence of commanding oil, which is uh, somewhat, you know, authoritarian. Dogs tend to respond to strength. Mm -hmm. uh, Or something in the scent of it as well. But this has been my experience. For whatever Mm. reason, of all the kind of oils that are out there for influence, influence oil, compelling oil, et cetera, commanding works really well. And you could just dabble just a little bit in the palm of your hand, rub it together like this, and then uh, go and pet the dog. Oh, you're such a good dog. You're so... And then later, if you hear the dog uh, barking, what you do is you take your hands and you clap really loudly and you say, quiet. And it works. It works very, very well. This is a way of creating an anchor on the dog and then using just very basic behavioral techniques. Um, and it works. It'll keep dogs... Uh, you know, under your control, under your sway, um, but also, um, you know, you know, you know, off your property if you ha- if you have to keep them off your property. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is, if a dog is particularly nuisance, like let's say they're crapping all over your yard, you can use the dog poop uh, as a way of, of influencing the dog or keeping it off your property. Uh, you would remove it by throwing it into running water, uh, a river mm-hmm. of some sort, and that's to keep the dog away. Wow. Uh, this one of, of the clapping and saying quiet reminds me of one that um, I have used for uh, dogs and for cats. 
and that is Van Van Oil. But this is more aversive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or repulsive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they, you can take Van Van Oil and put it in um, some water um, and uh, make a spritz of it and just spray it at them. They really, it'll, yes. it'll they'll turn their head away from it. It, um, yeah. you know, they say it, it drives out bad and brings in good. And so I've used that. And then again, but you said anchoring, and that is exactly it. You want to touch mm-hmm. or anchor or in some way do it. And when cats get into that kind of frozen, locked thing where they're turned side mm-hmm. to side toward each other and howling, mm-hmm. um, yeah. if you have, if you know those cats and have already touched the cats and they know your voice, I do the same thing. You just clap your hands and you say, Shh, and they'll go away. You mm-hmm. know, or, yep. and, and they, yep, they will the leave. They'll break technique. it up. They yep. because they believe that you're the bigger lion of the bunch. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that works wonders. Well, you know what's interesting? I wanted to ask both of you: Are there ways of working with uh, neighbors or houses that you do um, to get rid of neighbors or whatnot when you don't have, say, personal concerns? So, to give you an example, uh, the nails of a house. If I don't have direct access to my neighbor, let's say I don't have a hair of my neighbor or whatnot. If I can get a nail from that house, like if you walk by the house and you see like a nail sticking out and you yank it, you can work with that to influence your neighbor. So these are kind of alternative, what are considered alternative personal concerns, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's Usually a good one. Can and I've, oh, I'm, can I just say, I've also used uh, the mortar scraped out, but from between yes. the bricks. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Usually you can get something because they'll drop something in the driveway mm-hmm. or uh, uh, something from the garbage, uh, something that will fall out of their can. Uh, yeah. Usually you can get something. Um, you can you can also uh, there's something from Hyatt that I've I've suggested and I've used. You go to a graveyard of a and from the head of a grave of a contentious person, um, you get a spoonful of dirt with a silver spoon. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you collect this dirt, and uh, mm. you sprinkle it to the on the four corners of the house. Uh, you mix you can mix it with um, uh, uh, dark arts powder or oil and whatever you've gathered from the person's property. And the mortar seems to me like a really good um, mm-hmm. um, idea. And you put it on the four corners, and you. Um, uh, prevail upon that spirit to uh, torment them, to, to haunt their house. You want somebody who's contentious in life. Mm-hmm. And in my in my family, oh my goodness, there's no shortage of that. They'll <laughs> <laughs> go and torment them, and um, and you can run them off. Uh, you know, an interesting idea uh, or an interesting situation is when you have a house and you just want to get rid of some of the people like you know you might have a couple and you like one of them but you want to get rid of the other you know say you mm-hmm. say you like the wife but you want to get rid of the the drunken husband or vice versa and um, you're doing a combination you say well you know this would be better off if we broke them up and just got rid of one of them and that's very refined work mm-hmm. yeah this is this is definitely something true and I've done this type of work where there was a a drug addicted um prison parolee son who came back to live with mom mm-hmm. right? yeah, and yeah, mom yeah. didn't have the heart this was i was this was not someone I knew it was my client's neighbor was the mom of the methamphetamine 
horror, right? And but the but the woman wouldn't get rid of the, her son, and so. Mm-hmm. My client asked me, what do I do? And she wanted to do the work herself. I didn't do the work for her. And I said, well, you're going to have to break up the mother and the son. And I said, and that's very dangerous work because he's young, he's very strong, he's on drugs, the woman is frail. We don't want Mm. him killing the woman and then going to prison. We don't want, you know, to... You know, we want to keep it very quiet, and but yet have it happen. And so, what you know, we worked on different kinds of things. It didn't work. It didn't work. We tried a few different things, and finally, she said, "Okay, I've got to go for a complete um, blowout breakup, but I've got to do some protection work for the mother." So she did a little spell of, you know, that the mother would be safe, and then the the guy just had a, you know, his total psychotic break in public in oh the street God. and was hauled off, you know. And oh, wow. while the mother wept and the mother wept and cried, but um better to have the mother weep and cry than to have her dead on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it is yeah, subtle yeah. work. It's very subtle to do that mm-hmm. because you want to just peel the one person off and then let the situation just kind of resume the way it was. Yeah. The, another approach to working with neighbors is, you know, a lot of our have been focused on people, right, or, or animals, mm-hmm. working on the neighbor to go. The other way, and I've mentioned this in the in the previous episode, but we didn't get a chance to explore it, was to turn the house itself against the people. So mm-hmm. one of the ways of getting rid of neighbors is to focus on, well, okay, hot foot, hot foot, hot foot. But let's say you, 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 know, you can't take that approach. You can work with the spirits of the land, turn the land or the property against the individual. So one way that I do this is you take dirt from the property, put it in a bowl with salt, and then you burn a black candle that you've put in either crossing oil or black arts oil, and then you snuff. Once the candle gets halfway down, you turn it upside down and snuff it in the bowl of dirt. Then you take the dirt and you put that back onto the property. And what this does is it unsettles the land. This is not mm-hmm. just to ensure that your neighbor moves, but then that nobody could move back in. So if you really wow. need to get rid of a piece of property, so to speak, this is what you would do. The land itself then becomes what are considered spiritually unsettled. Things go wrong. Things break down. The house is uncomfortable. And once people start to feel uncomfortable in their own home, then you can get rid of them really easily. That's very good. Well, Miss Miss Michael gives something in the uh, chat log, as she says here in the chat room. I gave a very sp- simple spell to my daughter when her boyfriend's family was suffering from mother-in-law troublesome house guest. Sprinkle cayenne very thinly on the kitchen floor and pray. Half an hour later, she texted me, "There's an officer here." <laughs> <laughs> good going, Miss Michael. <laughs> Do you yeah. guys believe houses have spirits? that the house itself has spirit. Well, you know, I have seen some evidence, but not in every house. I think there are some very soulless houses, but there are some that have, you know, if these walls could talk type vibe to them, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I believe many houses have spirits. And, you know, they they like you or they don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, another thing that is useful, if you want to get rid of neighbors who you have a pseudo friendship with always Mm. remember that you can move them away to a better place without harming them Mm -hmm. and um you know 
talk to them about that new subdevelopment where all the houses are modern and there are no sewage problems or whatever it is. And then and get them to start thinking. Once they reveal that, oh, yeah, they were thinking of moving to Atlanta, you know, but they just didn't, you know, whatever, have the money. You might be the person who does the money spell so they can move to Atlanta. But you have to get to know them well enough to know what their secret dream house is. And if their secret dream house is where they're living, you're up against it because but you've got you need to get that information if you're going to do a thing where you're going to pry people away from land that they own or have rented for a long time. But very often if you talk to them, you'll find out, well, you know, grandpa's not doing too well and he needs a caretaker and if I'm the one who's at the place when he dies, well I might get that two hundred and fifty acres. And you do everything that you can actually to kind of uplift them and waft them away to take care of Grandpa and never see them again. So you're actually not doing a hot foot spell. It's more like one of those four candle breakup spells where you have the fourth candle for the outside person's future husband, right? This is your your ugly, bad neighbor's future house, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always try to promote a, a caring, uh, a caring work first. You know, say, why don't we try one that's more compassionate than than trying to curse or kill? You know, you, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like, a, you know, rather than try to curse your boyfriend's rival girlfriend, why don't we try to just get her a better man or something? Uh, that's it. And, that's uh, exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. And this works yeah. really well, even better than in neighbors. This works in job situations where there's a group of people and there's more than one department and might be a corporate type um, affair or even a military one where there's a hierarchical setup. I have been very successful in getting the bad egg out of the office by getting them transferred either sideways or sideways and up because they want to go up. But in order to go up, they've got to go to Sunny Bray. You know what I mean? They can't be... (laughs) they got to go. So you want to do that kind of spell too. And and to do that, again, this is subtle work. You would want to know what that other department is, where it is located. You might want to get some physical dirt of that other place, the other factory, the other office, the other wherever, you know, the other department. Even if it's in the same building, you want to get something of it, bring it to where you are, and then create a trail that leads this person onward. Constantly be working to um, make them attractive to the other boss, the other thing. You know, they're going to be moving uh, to the to the store in Glendale and leave you alone in Simi Valley. You know what I mean? They're just going to go. But it works best when you have a, a corporate structure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you can yeah. use photos of the photo of the place. If you can't get dirt, you can use a photo of the place. I've actually done a lot of my work in the old days with scissors, and I would just take a photo of the person, a photo of the other plant or the other um, store, and cut them out, put them in front of it, nice little bit of glue it, the, the photo on with a little bit of honey, stick it together, um, put a glass over it, burn candles on it. They, What you're doing is kind of putting them in their new reality. And soon enough, it will come true for them, and they will receive that offer um, to to move to the sideways transfer, and they'll be out of your office. Mm. Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a simple photo of the person and and of the place. 
So um, now it also helps if you want to drive someone away to have an ally. And so um, this is not so applicable for neighbors, but for coworkers. Um, they um, having allies is not a question of gossiping. In fact, sometimes gossiping ruins alliances because you don't know when you start to reveal gossip what the other people are thinking. They don't know what you're thinking, and it may turn out that it, but gossip will undo you. So I tell people don't involve yourself in gossip. We recommend stop gossip um, products, um, and. If they don't gossip about you, they'll leave you alone. But you also do want to make allies. So when making allies on the job, I recommend Peace Water. Um, I think I've mentioned it a hundred times, so I'm just going to say it quickly again. You can also make allies by making a packet of the business cards, photos, or whatever, or going out to um, a restaurant or someplace and having a, a group photo of the people who you want to have be your allies. You can cut out of the photo those you don't want to have be your allies. Those people are now like your guardians, your spiritual allies, to get the other person gone. But all that work is done at a spiritual level, not by gossiping, not by talking. You know, so-and-so is really bad. No, don't do that. You just get the photos of the good people. You put them together and say, now we will work in spirit. And you send messages to them in spirit. We will work in spirit to eject this other person. But don't gossip. Mm. Don't gossip. Yeah. Another overlooked uh, herb that I think when it comes to this kind of alternative moving people, if you will, when you're not hot footing, you're not, you know, you're you're in amicable terms. Cedar wood chips work really well uh, mm-hmm. for this type of work for bringing in good neighbors. But you can also kind of do the reverse. I have found that if you take cedar wood chips or cedar wood oil, mix it with eucalyptus, and put it on mm-hmm. doorknobs, that's a good way of getting your neighbors who are friendly with you to move on, not in mm-hmm. a sort of get out of here, we curse you or we hot foot you, but move on to something better. Uh, eucalyptus mm-hmm. and cedar wood works really, really well for that. Yes, yeah, uh, cedar wood is usually used in a spell to move them by faith, hope, and charity. And yes. adding eucalyptus is a bit more strong because um, it gets rid of vermin. Um, and uh, so there's a there's a kind of another thing. But now you the will nudge. be moved by. Yeah, now you will be moved by faith, hope, and charity is an old one where you take three cedarwood branches and you put a long, you have a long one and two short ones and you put the long one on the path from their door to the street and then the two short ones across. So you do, now you will be moved by faith. You put down the first one, hope, and you put the cross and charity cross. And um, so it makes a, a little emblem and they, they'll find it there. They'll go, what happened on my path? But it will move them out. Excellent, excellent. What a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Well, a variety of different ways of getting people to move from being your neighbors. Well, I don't want to monopolize, but you, you guys jump in with some because I, I got a million of them here, folks. I got oh, get a million off of them. Alone. I did want to say that if, if you are if you are going to try to get people to move before you reach for the red pepper flicks, this is going back to uh, Miss Michaels. Uh, you can use salt and black pepper. Salt and black mm-hmm. pepper work just as well, and often uh, you can use them to get people to move without fighting. 
Red Pepper always is going to bring the heat. You can get them in the move, but as Miss Mike kept pointing out, the cops might show up as well. <laughs> so salt is right. going to go to. I actually turned to salt first before I turn to, to red pepper flakes. Uh, you st- I start with salt, then I mix salt with black pepper, and if I can't get things going, then salt, black pepper, red pepper mixed together. Really good uh, home mixture for, for getting people to move and leave. Yeah. Now, um, we've talked also before about putting people in a bottle and sending them down the river, and I believe we talked before about putting them in an envelope and mailing them to Paris. But if I if I missed those, uh, um, please think about them. Those are good ones. Um, you just you can get their hair sometimes by, uh, you know, finding their hair. Uh, you can go and visit them and go into their bathroom and scoop the hair out of their hairbrush. If they're really bad neighbors and you're not going into their house, I think um, what Ollie said is really good. You just scrounge around a little bit. You'll find something. They'll mm-hmm. drop something. I am not a great believer in using uh, dirty food containers. A lot of people say, oh, I got their paper plate that they ate off of. It has their DNA from their saliva. I'm not into the DNA thing. I'm really into the... I don't think the, DNA... Yeah, I don't yeah. think DNA... I'm really into the meaningful symbol. In other words, a splinter from their door frame to me is worth more than their old pizza plate. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, there's our music. We may come back for more on this one, but this was great. I think we've covered it pretty thoroughly, and thank you, John. Um, We're going to turn this over to Papa Newt, and we're going to do some readings. Um, Go ahead, Papa Newt. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this week's special guest, John St. Germain, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Vlog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Papa Newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to the host. Uh, now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. And our first caller is a first-time caller calling in from area code 561 in Florida. This is El Tush. El Tush, is that, is that, did I say that correctly? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hello. Do we have a caller here? We have a silent oh. caller. Okay. No one there. When... When when we have a silent when we have a silent caller, we just assume they are mute and uh, go ahead, Papa Newt. <laughs> Certainly. So let's take a look their situation. Uh, they write, "I found my name in a Bible with a letter starting uh, uh, with a letter uh, stating how I was to pr- uh, provide all my earnings to this woman I was living with." When I confronted her about the matter, the next day, her ex came to the house and confronted me about disrespecting her in front of their son. 
We got in a scuffle. I ended up in jail. I got arrested upon the false accusation that I attacked him. Later, I got laid off. Now, I am having difficulty finding employment in my field of study, difficult maintaining a healthy relationship. Good luck to you, Miss Kat. Wow. Wow. Mm. Um, amazing. Um, well, I hope this person um, uh, hears this show because we're going to go into it. Now, we don't know what sign of the zodiac this person is, and um, this is a serious problem. This person has been crossed up in a number of ways. And, um, oh, now I get a note here. Um, it says 760 called in. I've got them and made them live. Are they there? El Tutush, are you there? No. Still silent. Sorry. <laughs> so we're just going to have to go on and do the reading. So um, I'm going to do the first reading here. I think the first question is um, how to take this thing off. Because obviously we know a curse was laid. There's not even a question of was I cursed because you can see it. Um, and I have to say something really quick here. A lot of people say, how can I tell when I'm cursed? Well, there are symptoms, but some of them look like medical symptoms. And there are symptoms, mm-hmm. and some of them look like social troubles. But when you find your name in a Bible written that you have to give all your income to somebody, uh, well, there you go. Um, so I'm going to see what we can do for cleaning this off, because we know what happened, and it's pretty bad. All right, I've got three cards here. Card number one is a card that is always a hopeful card and a good card to get because it says to me that although this has been trouble, the trouble will come to an end. And I don't, you know, I I have to say I sometimes read these cards as past, present, and future. If I read this as past, it's not a scary card. It's the Ten of Swords. And the Ten of Swords is a person who's been, a picture of a person who's been stabbed in the back ten times. That means they at least have more than one enemy. And But they're lying in a pool of blood. They've been left for dead. The sky is dark, black, but the dawn is breaking. Light is coming. Um, it looks pretty dark, but I consider it often to be, if it's the first card, a card of hope. If it's the last card, not so much. But in in this case, it's the past. The 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 crisis has struck. Everything bad has happened. But there is a clear dawn about to break, and that is useful to know if you have low spirits or if you feel confused or if you feel like you just can't go on. This card says, well, it's always darkest before the dawn, but it was pretty dark, and I certainly am here to confirm something really awful was done to you. The next card I have is um, a card that tells me you're going to have to absolutely remove yourself from these people, and this is the Eight of Cups. It shows a person turning away from an array of cups and going into the darkness. Some people look at this card as saying, why would somebody turn away? And some people say, as I know damn well why I would turn away. In this case, as the second card, following that um, Ten of Swords, I would say you're going to have to go back to a previous point in your life, a previous uh, digression point or 
convergence point before you knew these people. You're going to have to take up with old friends. You're going to maybe have to uh, move. You're going to have to recapture the optimism you had, but you have to go by starting over. This cannot be repaired. It has to be completely left behind. I would advise you that it's a difficult journey to do that. I would not seek revenge with this card. I would look for a way to go back to the to the source of your inspiration, the source of your life, and start over, not from birth, but from some point where you met those, these people. You have to start over again. And this does not speak to revenge at all. It just speaks to getting away and restarting your life. The third card is a card that, again, says to me, there is some hope here that um, you're not going to need to get revenge, although that you might want to do that when you get to a nice, safe, and secure place. But I would not say, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go seeking revenge against these people. And this card is a, a very industrious, happy card of doing things and getting things done. It's called the Eight of Pentacles. And it shows a person who, when things go wrong, makes something new. They have eight um, pentacles, but of those, six have been completed. One didn't work out. It's kind of messed up. And the eighth one they're making right now. And it talks about um, taking a break from things that don't work out and starting something new. Um, this card always reminds me of a song by a, an old-time gospel and soul music singer named Jean Allison called You Can Make It If You Try. And it really is about having some courage to go on. And when I look at these cards, I really feel like they're not going to pursue you, but you have to make a definite break with what happened. And they will not pursue you for the rest of your life. Having taken apart the spell that you found, having turned away from them, having dealt with everything that has happened. And, and really, some of that, you know, was was your reaction to what they did. And I understand that. But you are going to find yourself um, uh, needing to start over. And, you know, you said you're having difficulty finding employment in your field of study and difficulty maintaining a healthy relationship. This card, the Eight of Coins, talks to the idea of rebuilding and showing your wares, puff and fluff your resume, uh, puff and fluff your relationships, and make them better. It, it's within you to do it, although it's a horrible thing that happened. You really were hurt and backstabbed. Um, so, um, ah, Marissa0687 says, I was the 760 caller, but was having technical mm. difficulties. I'm back on the line. Well, I'm done reading for you. Let me pass this along to John. Okay. Oh, am I up? Oh, and, and Nagashiva said, it's a different person. No, okay. Papa Newt says, I made a mistake. Okay, whatever. Hi, Marissa, uh, not you. Let's go back to reading for El Tatush. Okay, well, El Tatusha. <laughs> Am I up? Because that, that, that was a very good reading, Miss Cat. Um, are you through? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. 
Oh, okay. Um, I see. I have three cards. Uh, uh, it's very disturbing. Uh, I'll tell you, my middle card is the five of spades, and this shows uh, a five-fold attack. And um, I believe that um, uh, you have been attacked financially. Your luck has been attacked. You've been attacked sexually, and you've been attacked. Love. It's a five-fold crossing. They hit. They hit you very hard. Um, and um, my first card is the snake with a, you know the Queen of Clubs insert in a Lenormand deck, and this does show a woman who uh, is very deceitful and and skilled with uh, with magic. So uh, this was for financial gain, and she I believe that she broke you down uh, systematically. She uh, she did use sex and magic and and possibly alcohol or drugs uh, to to break down your will. And uh, it was for financial gain, but also for energy, uh, you know, to steal vital energy and blessings and luck. Um, the third card is the lily with uh, the king of spades. So I believe that uh, the reason there's difficulty in uh, moving forward with relationships and um, um, uh, power is because the nature is tied. And um, uh, the lily is a sexual card, sexual prowess, but also for a man, um, much of his uh, uh, assertiveness does come from the uh, the sexual energy, the orgone. And uh, with your nature tied, it's very difficult to have confidence in yourself. So uh, when uh, the nature is tied like this, uh, it can affect you on all levels. So I believe that um, in just a short reading, like I said, three cards, um, uh, the self-esteem is very eroded by an attack like this, especially when uh, a predatory person enters your life. I believe the ex was not really an ex, but a partner in this. Um, this is a, 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 a targeted attack. Uh, uh, because you were targeted for this, you were you were uh, singled out and targeted, and you were not the first person this was done to, and you won't be the last. So, um, you know, don't feel bad. These people are professionals, and they do this uh, uh, systematically, and uh, you 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 can be fixed by this uh, simple root work uh, and simply moving past it, uh, dealing with it a, a step at a time. And the uh, the cleansing process, the uh, uncrossing processes are, are fairly simple. And that, that's really all I, I have to say about this. Uh, it's, it's just a simple three-card reading, and, but it, it's very telling what's going on right right here. Uh, um, and, uh, you, know, you know, an attack like this over time can erode your self-esteem, but it's very possible to get past it, get back on your feet, learn from it. And move forward with uh, with assertiveness and confidence. Uh, and uh, you know, my reading shows that you, that you will. You know, you'll get on top of this, and you'll be you'll be okay. You're going to be okay. Okay. Well, let's turn it over to Conjurer Ali for some spell work. Then some root work that can be used to um, fix the situation. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is recommend uh, kind of multiple steps that you can take. Uh, that'll help to, to deal with this matter. First, we need to remove these conditions that have been placed upon you. Uh, start off with a, a bath. Uh, rue, bay, and agrimony brewed into a tea is ideal here. 
both for breaking crossed conditions, removing any kind of negativity on you. Uh, you can add a couple drops of Van Van or uncrossing oil into the bath for scent if you prefer. Bathe uh, in this, pouring it over yourself, washing it downward. Uh, let yourself air dry and gather a bit of the used bath water. You can place a bowl underneath you to gather it, or you can just uh, uh, put a plug in the bathtub and then scoop up a couple. You don't need to gather all of the used bath water, but just a sort of symbolic amount. And set it aside. Repeat this for three days. Brewing the tea, washing yourself, air drying, gathering a bit of that used bath water. On the third day, you're going to take the used bath water with a brand new knife, and you're going to go to a river bank or a creek bank where water is flowing. You're going to stab the knife into the river bank uh, with the knife or the edge pointing upwards. You're going to urinate, trying to split the stream with the blade. This is to uncross uh, any type of tying up of the nature, untying your nature. You're going to dispose of the gathered used uh, bath water. Uh, walk away and don't look back. Leave the knife and, and all there. Uh, this is a fantastic way of, of kind of working multiple levels of uncrossing, removing anything that's tied up your nature, anything that's tied up your life, and uncrossing what may be impacting uh, your way forward. Then what you want to do is come home, and when the moon begins to wax, when it starts to increase, you are going to create for yourself a talisman. You're going to create the pentacles here. I want you to get Queen Elizabeth root, Angelica root, and Master root, small pieces of this, put into a flannel bag along with uh, one large laurel leaf uh, and five-finger grass. You're going to pray into this and ask that you are empowered, given strength, that you are given luck, and that you are successful in all that you do. Close it, tie it with a knot three times, Feed it a little bit of whiskey and a little bit of Van Van oil. This is going to be your personal talisman that you will carry with you wherever you go. Keep it on your skin for a few days, and after that, you can uh, pin it in your underwear, keep it in a pocket, put it in a purse, but you should always carry it with you wherever you go. Uh, it is going to be uh, your personal uh, talisman. This is my recommendation here. I don't sense that you need to do a lot of heavy lifting, but you do need to do some work, starting off by cleaning the slate with the bathing and the knife work and the riverbank, and then doing something to kind of empower you. Uh, Miss Cat said you need to kind of you know build yourself back up, and that's what I think spiritually uh, the mojo bag will do for you. It'll be the talisman that'll help to kind of allow you to move forward, uh, empower your life once more. That said, you're going to need some practical work here as well. You should be reaching out to a mental health professional to help with any type of therapy that you want, uh, to rebuild confidence. You want to go out and actually meet new people. There's going to be some practical steps that are needed. Don't just make this mojo bag and then lay on the couch and expect everything to get better. It's going to require some effort on your part. All right, that's what I see here. That's my recommendations here. Let me see if John St. Germain and Miss Cat have anything further to add. 
I I think this is really um, great. And Papa Newt, thank you for putting in all of the um, uh, links. Oh, to what the a wonder he is! Yeah, yeah, he's a wonder. <laughs> um, I'm going to say something. Um, also, what I mentioned about the um, the Eight of Pentacles, it is associated with talismans. And the mojo that Contramanali recommended, I would add one thing to it, which would be a coin, because this is a mm, coin card. Awesome. So a lucky coin, some coin um, would that represents you, a coin of your birth date, for instance, would be a good addition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to the mojo bag. That's all I would add. If, if I were to add anything... Um, when you're rebuilding your vitality, uh, especially your male nature, even after you've been uncrossed, um, uh, there's a tonic I recommend. Um, you just get a, a bottle of whiskey, and you add um, juniper berries and boldo and echinacea, uh, Samson snake root, and you take a, a spoon of this every day, you know, or, or a slug. You just you know take it and slug it, and uh, this builds up. Uh, your virility and your male nature, your male um, nature. Um, it's a traditional recipe, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I find it works really well. And it, it's a it's a it's a tonic too. You just feel better. And if you don't drink alcohol, you don't have to do it with um, with whiskey. Uh, you can use castor oil. You hmm. can make your uh, infusion with castor oil, which tastes like crap, but uh, but gives you the same effect, but Baldo is a, is a wonderful um, leaf, and it's uh, actually scientifically uh, proven. There's, I mean, there's good science behind it that it actually does uh, help your endocrine system. Mm-hmm. That's um, good. So, um, yeah, and echinacea also is a is a, a good tonic. That's a that's a wonderful recipe. And um, if I was going to I, recommend I it, it magically. Yeah, if I was going to recommend it magically as well as medically, it's very good for keeping off disease as well as keeping off um, magical attack. And it is strengthening. It's a wonderful tonic. It's a wonderful tonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Um, take a spoonful or just take a little slug of it, you know, just turn it up mm-hmm. and go gulp. When you get up in the morning, and it invigorates you throughout the day. Great. All right. Well, um, I hope that we reached our intended client who we never did get to speak to let's turn this back over to papa newt and he will bring on our next client support for this programming is provided by the lucky mojo curio company in forceville california and located online at luckymojo.com and by the association of independent readers and root workers air a directory of ethical and authentic contra practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client. And our next client is also calling from Florida, from area code 941. This is Patricia. Patricia, are you there? Yes, thank you. Patrice, I am so sorry to miss that. All right. Now you're a first-time caller, it looks like. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Now, I see you have not had any readings with uh, Panel Lee or uh, Miss Cat, or have gone to any other readers on this particular situation. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. And she writes, 
at a crossroads with the vocation, income and uh, being out of line with my spirit and feeling incredibly uncomfortable and dissatisfied at the present. Uh, also, ready to be with uh, with a like-minded, beloved life partner, husband, best friend, and want him. I want to call him in for 2020. I've been single for six plus years. Turn back to you, Miss Cat. All right. Well, Patrice, uh, may I ask what is your sign of the zodiac? Yes, and first I'd like to wish you happy 20 anniversary, 20 years anniversary, Miss Cat. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, I'm a Libra Sun, Sun, Gemini Moon, Gemini Rising. Oh, my. Okay. Um, Mm. Well, I'm going to turn this over to um, Ali for the first reading. Okay? Thank you. Thanks, uh, Miss Kat. So I've pulled a few cards here to see what this year kind of has for you, what advice that it can give you. Uh, which direction that that we can we can head in? The very first card that we have is the Temperance card, and the Temperance card shows us an an angel, a solar angel, pouring water between two goblets. Um, this really very clearly speaks to the symbolism of the zodiac that is obvious here: the Libra and Gemini. Uh, there is very clear that duality is very much seen here in the Temperance card. And it also speaks to where you are in your life. Right now, it's about finding the right mix, the right alchemical mixture that will make everything right. How do you move forward? You need to be able to find what is the good balance. This is the struggle, right? How much do we tap into the world of spirit? How do we find who our true love is? How do we find happiness, material success? emotional fulfillment, all of this is a matter of balance, a matter of finding that harmony, that rhythm that is exactly needed for us to move forward. And you finding that is going to take time. It's not going to be easy. The road ahead is not a straight ahead uh, path, but one that is somewhat windy. The next card here is the Five of Pentacles. And the Five of Pentacles is one that speaks to the sterility of the environment itself. Here we have two individuals that are out in the cold and in the darkness, and behind them is a cathedral. They're covered in rags. They can find comfort should they know where to look, but where they are at their present moment is not exactly an ideal situation. So the beginning portion of 2020 is not exactly going to be an easy road for you. It's going to be a little bit difficult, and you're going to find that the environment around you is not exactly conducive to your goals, to your hopes, to your dreams, and towards achieving what you want to achieve in 2020. Bear that in mind. Be aware that that's that's simply the kind of uh, weather that you're dealing with, if you will. Uh, You're not going to be able to change the weather. But what you can do is mitigate it. You can do things that will help to deal with this uh, situation. So any type of work that brings uh, for you mentors, allies, friends, companions, that is going to be good because you need to recognize that you are not alone on this path. You need these people around you. You need a strong support system. My recommendation is is finding some type of uh, spiritual support group, a prayer group 
some place that can give you succor and comfort. Once this period has passed, and this, this will last a few months, the final card is the Nine of Wands. The Nine of Wands tells me that you will eventually find the way forward, and you will eventually get to a place where uh, you find uh, like-minded people, that you find your partner, uh, but it will be much later in the year. So it's in 2020 is, is a year, a long year for you, but the end of which will be successful. Here is a person who has finally beaten through the wall of staves and wands and the nine of wands and is now able to rest. You might be a little bit exhausted. You might be a little bit tired. You talk about, you know, uh, you're, you're dissatisfied with the present, but bear with it. Know that there is an end in sight. Shore up your strength. Shore up your inner resolve to see 2020 through all of its difficulties, hardships, and obstacles to its end, knowing that after all of that, there is a reward, so to speak, at the end, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I do see that the person that is going to be in your life is also going to be an air sign. Uh, and they're going to probably, like you, have very strong air presence. It looks like someone that, like you will have uh, air rising, an air sun sign, or perhaps air moon. Uh, this person will probably be working uh, in a field in which they are uh, forced to help others with their intellect. Uh, so this is what does come through very strongly uh, as a partner for you. Um, as, as someone who's really going to be uh, a, a like-minded ally or a friend, uh, partner, uh, whichever you, you decide to, to make this person. But this is who's going to arrive at the end of the year. That's what I see here, a long journey for 2020, some light at the end of the tunnel, and a person uh, who is very clearly an air sign matching you, surprisingly. It's gonna, <laughs> this is a relationship with way too much air for this old Taurus. <laughs> Uh, but there is, it is something to look forward to, so bear that in mind. All right, I'm going to turn this over Thank to John St. Germain, who's going to give you your next reading, and then you will have Miss Kat give you some group work recommendations. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, hey. Um, hang on, my little granddaughter just came in. Oh, my goodness, I'm getting kissed on my bald head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just That's got loved. I got loved, yep. Um <laughs> Well, I miss you too, honey. I'm glad you're at home. She she was gone for the weekend, so hey. Um, well, um, no, honey, I'm I'm on the air right now. I got to work. I'll talk to you in a minute. Um, well, this is I got some interesting things here. Um, I will I will tell you, um, Patrice. Um, 2019 may not have been great for you. Um, uh, I've got. Uh, the snake in the middle, and um, <clears throat> when you're doing a reading like this, the snake may mean that you were torn apart. You were fighting yourself. Um, uh, you were in great conflict with yourself, um, and um, <clears throat> I think a lot of you know. You say you were out of balance, uh, and um, what, what I'm what I'm hearing when you say that is that you um, uh, you were like a a, a cart with two horses, and one horse is going north and one is going south. There were like two of you, and you were fighting each other. That's why when I see the snake, it's usually a rival, but in this case, this rival was yourself. Um, it's like two voices in your head. Um, the good news is I've also got the Nine of Hearts, which is the rider in Lenormand, and this means that these two voices are going to unify. And... Um, these two voices will work together. The, the two voices will come together and 
work together, you know, the two parts of you. Um, uh, you're a person who almost has two life paths, and I bet if I looked at your hand, you would have um, two life paths in your hand. Um, the Five of Clubs is the first card. Uh, the Fives are very intense. There's a, a great tension in your life right now um, that, that yearns for expression, and I think this is why you feel restless. Um, you're, you're coming into your time, and this expression must come forth or you're going to pop. You're like a cork in a bottle. You know, the bottle's being shaken and, you know, this is the year you're going to pop. And um, this expression is going to be very wonderful for you. Um, uh, as uh, Carmen Ali says, this, this, is, this year's going to end well for you. Um, you're, going to, you're going to see it happen um, uh, very likely by March, I believe, um, based on the numerolo numerology of this reading. Um, it's an it's a axis for you. You're going to... Um, 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 see an axis shift where things start to move for you and come together. Um, uh, the nine hearts is the rider; it's a man on a horse. So uh, your 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 person will come to you. There are things you can do to draw them in, and Miss Cat will tell you how um, to expedite this process. Um, this partner, this best friend, um, this person who uh, fits you uh, entirely um, will come to you. And a lot of times, this is not understanding what you want, but a lot of it is understanding what you don't want. This is more important in a relationship, in my opinion, than knowing what you want. And I believe that part of this um, process of the two voices um, debating in your head, um, it's almost like a head and heart conflict. Your head knows, knows one thing and your heart knows another. Um, is a refining process where you're trying to work this out. It's like, okay, I know what I want, but what do I not want? And uh, uh, this year it comes together, and your your picker. Um, my grandmother used to tell people, your picker is broken. <laughs> We're picking the wrong people. <laughs> she said, you know, honey, your picker is broken. Uh, uh, your your picker has changed and has become more refined, so that um, what you consider a good relationship is uh, more compatible with uh, who you are. Uh, so your picker works better now, and you're not as uh, easily uh, uh, led into bad relationships. Uh, you'll be more uh, more selective, and uh, you know what you send out is what you get, right? If you send out um, uh, a bad signal, you're going to get a bad relationship. But now you're sending out a more refined signal that's uh, more compatible with uh, who you are, your personality. And I believe that's what you're going to get. But anyway, that's what I have here um, in my reading, and I believe it's uh, time for Miss Cat to give give you her advice. Thank you All very right. much. All right. Well, as a person who is a Libra with a bunch of Gemini, um, the the difficulties of Libra are deciding, and that's kind of what John was getting to when he said, "Your picker, your picker, maybe have been broken and needs fixed." Um, Gemini blows both ways, and that also goes kind of to what was being said about um, you have to kind of settle for what you're going to want. You can't just keep on looking. You have to find what you want. And I'm going to give you some ideas about uh, how to bring in love, because that's what you really want, and um, and I want you to understand also that um, vocation and income and everything, work being out of line with your spirit, it's just 
very dissatisfied. You've picked on a lot of different things that are troubling you. Um, I think that if it were me, I would work on this as a road-opening spell with four, no more than four, desires. So let's refine Mm. it down to four desires. One might be uh, vocation. One might be income. One might be spirituality. And one might be much beloved life partner. Okay? So now you have four different things. Okay, we'll go through that again. Your job, your money, your spirituality, and your husband. Okay? Now, I'd like you to pick um, a candle for yourself. We could use a white one. I would use a perhaps a white a six-inch candle. I'd carve on it my name. I'd carve on it my desires and so forth. I'd have four other candles, and I would use four-inch candles for those small ones, each one in a holder. For your um, career, I might use a yellow one. For my money, I might use a green one. For my spirituality, I might use um, either a a light blue, uh, possibly um, um, you could also possibly use pink. And for your husband or partner, you could use a red one. I'm going to set those around the center one, um, and I'm going to uh, put them like a cross with the with the white one in the center. Around that, in a circle around the center one, I'm going to put a little bit of a of an herb mixture, and these can be any road opening herbs such as uh, bone set or thoroughwort, also known as abricamino road opener. It could also, you could have a little bit um, for money. You might try, try some, um, oh, I don't know, bayberry is always good for money. Allspice berries are good for money. Um, you want something for, to represent each of these different um, parts of your life. For um, a success, you could use five-finger grass. For um, love, of course, you might want to use rose petals or any kind of rosy flowers like that. And um, and for your uh, spirituality, I would use something like jasmine, something that's refined. You can grind these up and make a powder, or you can just mix them together in a mix. And you're going to put a circle around that white candle, and you're going to put out four lines uh, toward the four, four candles. There's going to be like, they're going to be, oh, let's say eight inches away from the center, so it's like a crossroads you've just made. It goes around, like a roundabout at the middle of the crossroads, and then it's four-way. And you're going to light the center candle, and you're going to dress it with attraction oil. And you're going to say, um, uh, all that I desire shall come to me, as I'd be attracted to you. You can um, dress the um, uh, career one with a crown of success oil, and you can dress the money one with money drawing oil, or um, any kind of like money stay with me, some sort of money oil. Um, the one for your spirit, I would probably use tranquility because that seems to be part of your problem is a bit of agitation. And then for your love, I would use love me oil or come to me oil. And light these candles, and then as they burn, you can burn them in sections. You don't have to burn them all one day. Pinch them out, and each time move them a little closer until they come very close to the um, big candle. The big candle is bigger, and they're going to burn out first. And when they burn out, you just can lift them away and say, now my roads are open. These things are now open. 
the big candle burns out and you take all of the leftovers and, um, and those herbs and um, and any wax. But I would really don't think there's going to be much wax. You take the herbs. You can put them in a little packet and you can carry it on you. And um, I would do that to open my roads for all four things that I desire. You can repeat this spell once a month because both readers said that... Um, the first part of the year isn't going to be good. It's going to take until March till events begin to turn. And Ali said it was going to take till the end of the year before things really clear up. So I want you to understand that um, that this is a long-term process. This is not going to be a, a quickie. Um, you can carry those little herbs in a packet. You can make um, you make a, a yard sprinkle with them also if you wish. All right. Anybody have anything to add to that? I could uh, suggest some crystals, maybe. Oh, yes. Would that be okay? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Patrice, there's some some crystals that, um, if if you like crystals, there's some very nice ones that could uh, really help. Uh, For instance, you could uh, get some strawberry quartz uh, uh, to help you with some uh, love attraction. And uh, you could make a little, little bag and get small pieces. Um, of these crystals, um, add your birthstone, and get some uh, shatukite. And shatukite will help you dream about your future lover uh, when you go to bed. Oh. Um, uh, get some tan, uh, tanzanite. Um, tanzanite links the uh, upper chakras from the crown down to the heart. And that might help you with that balance problem you have. And if you can't get tanzanite, use purple kyanite. It, it will do more or less the same thing. These are both very high vibration crystals. And tanzanite might be hard to find, but some people, some dealers do have it. And it's a little costly, but if you can get it and you can afford it, it's really good. Um, but it, it will link the, the chakras. And uh, also, um, if, if you can find it, uh, it's not that rare, but uh, there's a thing called lodolite or garden quartz, which will help connect you to your own nature. Um, Lodolite's beautiful. It's quartz that's grown around moss or other plant material. And uh, when you hold it up to the light, it looks like there's a little garden inside this quartz. It's uh, mm. it's just incredible. Um, um, wow. It'll be around moss or another another type. If you find the stuff around moss, it, uh, it looks like a little terrarium. Um, but it's called oh. a lodolite or garden quartz, and uh, sometimes hmm. they'll polish it and make an amulet from it, um, and it looks really nice. But carry that in a bag. Wonderful. You can add those crystals to that bag that I recommend. Yes. That would work. Mm-hmm. I'll carry them. Mm-hmm. Oh, or set them around the candle array. Thank you, John. Yes. That's wonderful. All right. Gosh. Well, now it's time for our um, fabulous network announcement with all of its technological refinements and delicate beeper sounds. <laughs> the LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay on Friday, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. 
now it's time for our free spell segment with John St. Germain of johnstgermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee. Take it away, John. Uh, thank you, Papa Newt. Thank you, Papa Newt. Uh, uh, a real problem that people have, a lot of my clients do, is they say, how do I get rid of this person? Um, they, you know, We were friends, but then they became really obtrusive, and now I want to get rid of them. Uh, it's a forced friendship. You know, somebody who they become your best friend and uh, it's like they're they're a real problem how do i get rid of them and uh, you know it, it it's usually uh a narcissistic thing you know they're they're uh, narcissists and they latch onto you like a cocklebur but uh, this is a, a spell to help with that you, you know at some point you have to man up or uh, become very assertive with them and say look you know this isn't working for me and then they get really hurt and etc but um um you're going to make a uh, uh, an oil or a powder, and you're going to use uh, half of this, uh, one half part mistletoe from what's called a witch's broom growth formation. Mistletoe is a parasite plant, and uh, which a lot of people don't know that, but it grows as a parasite plant, and it grows uh, attached to a tree in the part that is attached to the tree is called a witch's broom. It grows in this um, conical formation, and um, um, you want you want to break the mistletoe off from the witch's broom part, and um, this is uh, the most magical part of the mistletoe, as I was taught. Um, so you get some of that mistletoe, and you uh, you can either squeeze the berries or just put the berries directly in your oil. Be careful of this because mistletoe is so, uh, somewhat toxic. You don't want to get it on your fingers and then lick it because uh, some people have a strong reaction to it. Um, then you put a pinch of uh, patchouli. Um, you put a, some myrrh, and you want you can dissolve it, um, and a piece of devil's shoestring in the bottle. And uh, if you're making the oil, use safflower oil because you want the qualities of safflower. And uh, if you're using making powder, you put safflower safflower uh, flower powder in it. Um, you can make either a powder or an oil. You grind it up, uh, you know, with a mortar pestle, or make an oil. Now the simplest spell would be to uh, write the person's name on a piece of paper and treat it with oil, you know, make a five spot, um, and then bury it in their yard. That's the simplest spell. But the more complex one is that you anoint a white candle and you burn it to receive help from the Holy Spirit. Um, you, um, you anoint a doll, you can make a doll, um, representing the person, and uh, well, you don't have time to go into how to make a doll, but um, that you want out of your life, and you anoint it with the oil or the powder, and you write the person's name on a white piece of paper, and you write the following. You write this following sentence. Um, we both go our separate ways in different directions in peace with love through the power of the divine. And each Sunday, you write the doll in that paper, and every Sunday thereafter, you take the doll out and anoint it again with this oil. And you continue doing this until your anointed friend finds someone else to pester. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, I, and don't forget I to block you... them. <laughs> don't forget to block them. <laughs> block don't them forget to block media. them on social media. Right. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love the idea of using mistletoe to symbolize the parasitism because that is yes. really uh, a great symbol of that. There are a few other parasitic plants that are sometimes used like that, um, but they're very rare forest plants, and mistletoe is very, very common, so I would use that. Mm -hmm. 
um, fantastic way to work. Um, and, you know, the prayer that you say, we both go our separate ways in different directions in peace with love through divine power, that really is a, a very um, beautiful way of saying what I use Psalms number one for. And uh, hmm. Psalms number one is basically, I'm not moving, going anywhere. I'm like a tree planted by the water. The other guy's got to go. So uh, Psalms 1 is a little bit more judgmental than what you said. Yours is more a parting of the way, like a Y fork in the road. Uh, Psalms number 1, which I use, is more like a, a T, uh, excuse me, a, a crossroads, four-way crossroads, and you just boot them down <laughs> the other way. <laughs> sure, but, yeah. But, but, uh, but you're such a kind person, see, and I'm not quite so. Well, they're going to be mad anyway because that's part of the <laughs> dynamic. They're going to be offended and mad and uh, talk about you and uh, you know keep trying to come back and become stalkery, and then then you have to deal with it another way. But uh, you don't want mm-hmm. to give them grist. You, you don't want them to be angry with you, and uh, uh, they are mm-hmm. anyway. So you know why give them? And they're going to twist your words, et cetera. But this spell sort of helps diffuse it, and you just keep doing it until they finally go away and find someone else. Um, and, and eventually they will, and this does help. This really does help. Uh, we have a question here, and it's a good question. Justin Sanders in the chat room said, it makes you wonder where the correspondence to kiss under it came. Well, mm. it's the same parasitism, but in a kind of a nice-ish way. Um, it's it's about being joined together and unable to get apart. Well, you know, uh, many um, animals live on mistletoe. It's necessary for them. There's a moth, for instance, that must have mistletoe to live and procreate. Mm, wow. Yeah, wow. They, they breed it's in a, it. It's a magical plant of great antiquity. It's also one of the few things that has fruit or berries in the middle of winter, and they are yes. this sort of icy white color. And so it's mm-hmm. very um, appropriate for those in northern climates to associate it with snow and ice. It's a it's a very mystical plant, but it is a parasite. And, um, yeah, there's a lot there. Um, this is fantastic. I, I mean, I wouldn't have even considered using mistletoe in this way. Mhm. Well, you know, it it, it 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 the funny thing is right around here where I live, um due to climate change, mistletoe has been spreading northward. It has a certain range of um, you know, conditions mm. it likes to live under. Mistletoe used to be very rare here in Sonoma County. Just a few old trees had it. We had to go um we we'd find there was one valley which was overrun by it up on Highway 128 and we'd go there and knock mistletoe out of the trees and we'd sell the mistletoe boughs when I was a kid around you know to sell them to people to make a little spare money and um mm-hmm. but uh, now mistletoe in the last uh, 10 years has been spreading University of California has been um measuring its spread it is so horrifying how much mistletoe has overrun Sonoma County and it kind of goes with the overpopulation <laughs> and everything else mm-hmm. um it used to be rare I'm telling you, if you guys want to buy mistletoe, I don't even need to sell it to you. Just come come to Sonoma County and pick your own. It's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm. All right. Mm-mm. There's our there's our music, and um, so let's turn this over to Papa Newt. Thank you, Miss. 
Cat and Contraman Ali. And thank you, John St. Germain of johnstgermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Rubrikers will be Papa G of southernfolkmagic.com in Nashville, Tennessee, bringing us the topic on Hoodoo Perfumery. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com and Contraband Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Day Hill, California. I'm your announcer, Pop New, joining you from popnew.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the Shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Papa Newt. So it looks like we're going to have a two-Papa show next week with Papa G and Papa (laughs) Newt. Oh, and it'll be a four Taurus show because oh. Papa G, Papa Newt, Ali, and I are all Tauruses. It's one of those fabulous four Taurus shows. Four Tauruses, two Papas. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh, have mercy. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, I can barely hear the music playing at the end. It's cutting in and out in a kind of an odd way. I'm going to ask Nagashiba to turn it up a little bit. Ah, there we go. Maybe. I don't know. I hope you all can hear it. Um, And um, I guess I don't have anything to add other than that um, stay in touch. See us on the forum. Don't send me private messages by Facebook. And register to vote. Good night. (laughs) Good night. Good night. Good night.